Yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be ballin', playing with yeah, the yeah, Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Nets and how they always got good pictures. Jeez. Let's talk about the Cats, hope rescue, turn them boys to winners. Uh-huh. Injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the opponent, we can't toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations and welcome to Ref the District's Washington Wizards season preview. I'm Nathan Perry. With me, as always, it's Trevor. What's going on? Basketball season is back. The NBA is back. And the Wizards are back. They absolutely are. And we got the stoner in the house. Absolutely looking forward to this season. There's some hope. There's a little bit of hope for the Wizards this year. We all know what hope is like in Washington sports, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> doesn't doesn't go very far, I think. About about six games into the season, it seems, and then uh, yeah. things tend to go. Later on, we'll have Karita Parks joining us and Chase Hughes as well. And, uh, of course, we welcome you in our comment section as we talk about our Washington Wizards. We got Mama Stores Yo! in the house. What up, Mom? We're streaming this live on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch channels will be up on our audio platforms afterwards. And of course, Ref the District is sponsored by Pacers Running. So get your shoes in one of their six locations located in D.C. or Northern Virginia or hit them up online. Get your online fitting and get your shoes. I got my shoes coming in. I'm so excited for those shoes, man. I still need to do my fitting. I keep. Oh, you're killing me with this, Trevor. You got to get your fitting done. Okay. Dad, I will get my fitting done. That's right. Tomorrow. That's right, son. I need you to, <laughs> to take care of your obligations. Yes, sir. What up, Cam Mingo? Mingo yeah, in the Mingo, Mingo right here. We got Joseph Cobb in here. Joseph we got Jazzy in, in the chat. Appreciate hey, all those joining us live. Let us know what you are expecting from the Washington Wizards this season. And as we continue on, join us, of course, as we uh, talk. And then when we have Creed on, if you have some questions, throw those in there. Maybe we'll get those up for her. Uh, Chase, we did have to record, but we have a, we had a great 15 great minutes interview. or so with him. Great, uh, great section. Uh, stick around for that a little bit later. Gents. Yeah, you know, one of the things that we were cheering on the beginning of this year was Scotty's got to go. Scotty's mm-hmm. got to go. Well, Scotty's gone. Yep. Wes Unseld Jr. has the reins to the franchise right now. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Do you think this is this? Do you think that his inaugural season, do you think that that this is going to be successful? Is this going to end up in the playoffs with maybe a decent showing? Or is this going to is there going to be enough chemistry issues? Because they have had a lot of turnover mm-hmm. with personnel. What do you think for this first season? Um Wes Unsell comes from a defensive background. He was doing that at Denver Nuggets as assistant coach. And I think mm-hmm. with the pieces that the Wizards brought in this offseason on the defensive side of the ball to pair with Wes Unsell's uh, teachings, I think they've got a legit shot to be a, uh, a playoff team in the East. Um, I don't know if they'll be a solidified seed. I see them maybe in the play-in tournament that was adopted mm-hmm. from last year that they're doing again this year. But, hey, you never know. They got Kuzma. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie coming off of a bad ACL injury. We don't know what he's got to offer, but preseason looks like he's okay, ready to go. Bradley Beal is Bradley Beal. They just inked Daniel Gafford to that contract. Yeah. Bright future for him. So we'll see what happens. 
without ruining the interview that we had with Chase, one one of the things that he said was that it's a it's a good regular season roster. They have a lot of depth. They have some decent talent. But once you get to the playoffs and you start playing teams that have two and three superstars, yeah. you're going to struggle when you've got one. Mm-hmm. You've got one superstar. So somebody has to step up and become that next guy, that second guy, or maybe even that third guy. Maybe that's Gafford. I think it's a little too early for him mm-hmm. to be something like that. Maybe that's right. Dinwiddie. Maybe that's Harold. Who knows? Somebody has to if they want to go make a deep run. I don't think they have actually. Oh my no, no! Get out of Bertans need to go. I don't know what they doing with him. You haven't just in our our last summer or last. No, I wasn't. But I was. I I did see that Ofer performance in 24 minutes (laughs) that he put up and six fouls. I am on record as not being a Bertans guy. Uh, Joseph, you know, states that, you know, our roster is better than the Hawks roster at the beginning of last year. Hawks were able to make a pretty deep playoff run. Yeah. Similar Mm -hmm. situation for the Hawks where they only have one superstar. Yeah. And they just went around with that defensive coach change and started just playing some amazing, you know, basketball. Didn't quite make it to the end, but impressive for a young franchise to be able sure. to not young franchise, but a young team, yeah, uh, to be able to do that. Well, that was the sure. key for them was that some of those young guys, kind of like what I was talking about, these other guys that have to step up. Their young guys did. Their John Collins stepped up. Kevin yeah. Herter stepped up. Yeah, uh, uh, and then they had um, uh, Clint Capella, yeah, who played out man. of his mind. And of course, Trey Young is obviously a superstar. So they had those guys develop and step up, and that launched them deeper into the playoffs than anybody expected. That's what the Wizards need. They need those guys who are not necessarily stars right now to develop into not superstars, but stars. Somebody who can carry the load when Brad has an off night. Like Westbrook could do last year. Yeah. But they but they need Dinwiddie to be Mm -hmm. almost a superstar. They need him to be a star. They need Gaffer to be a star. They need Kuz somebody's got to do it. Yeah, you, and you would think with Kuzma coming from L.A., bringing that championship mentality, that LeBron James mentality, that could provide mm-hmm. some true help for them too. Uh, you kind of want Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets days to come and perform for the Wizards. So, yeah, they've got yeah. a legit shot to be a playoff and team. And don't sleep on those other those those other role players, the Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who doesn't demand the ball. He right. just goes out there and he busts his butt and he plays yep. defense. He hits threes. The same thing as Kuzma. He brings that championship yep. experience. So guys like that, Trez Harrell, who is who we're gonna fall in love with. I promise you that. We're gonna fall in love with you Trez think Harrell. So? You think so? He is he's a high energy guy. effort. He's, guy. He yeah, he's he's one he of those is. high energy Look at yeah. last year, a lot of people fell in love with Neto. Uh yeah. he's not mm-hmm. exactly a great player, but he just played with a lot of energy, and fans love that. Feed off of and that. I, oh, and they, they do, they absolutely feed off of that energy. And you guys brought up a lot of the newer players. I was who gonna, yeah. from who, yeah, who's the holdovers? You know, we've talked about obviously, you know, we we tease about Bertans not yeah. not living up to his contract, but who who from the holdovers is gonna elevate their game or live up to expectations? Because there's still some high expectations for some of their younger players that they had last year. Um, I can't believe we haven't even said this at all, but Rui, Rui's yeah. back. We got to talk um, to Karita about Rui. Okay, 100%. yeah, but Rui's no, back. Noticeable name you guys did not mention in the first uh, yeah. five, eight minutes here. Uh, Rui. Rui was absent Rui's in that conversation. Back. 
Um, they said he looks good. He's not traveling with the team for the opener tomorrow, but um, cause to, to stay back and work on some drills and stuff and get back in shape or whatever. But he's back. Um, mm-hmm. Who else do we have? Bradley Beal, obviously, of course. Yeah, you really um, don't have that many. You just got kind of no. – you've got Beal, Neto, Rui, Bertans. Thomas Bryant. When and he gets Bryant helped didn't me. play much because he got yeah. hurt so early comes, in yeah, the year. Come, you know, comes back in about December or so. Uh, yeah. You have uh, Denny? Uh, yeah, yeah, Avdia. Yeah, yeah. Avdia, yeah. Yeah. He, I think that he plays a, a little bit more role. I think I thought I honestly think that uh, Scott Brooks didn't really play him to his full potential, and I think that mm-hmm. um, I think that you're going to see him. You know, I'm not looking to him to be a superstar right off the no, bat, but I mean, no, no. just a role this, player. He's going to be a solid role player. I think that he has some some ball skills that the team will need as they as they move that around, and I think that he'll be a pretty exciting player to watch develop as the season goes on. So, I, I watched a lot play. of the 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 um, preseason games, mm-hmm. and and they didn't play. I mean, they lost them all. I believe those results yeah. don't really matter, especially like the game against the Knicks. They were up by 19, but in the fourth quarter, they were playing. Kispert and Neto and you know and end of the bench kind of guys. Mm-hmm. So and the Knicks were playing all, all Derek Rose and Julius Randle. They were playing all their studs all the way through the game. So they came back and won that. But I was impressed with what I saw. I was impressed with the defensive intes- intensity. The statistics don't bear that out from the preseason. That's for sure. But I was impressed with the way that they were playing. And so that gives me a little bit of hope uh, with with all the new guys, the old guys, all that. I'm going to listen to you, Stoner, because before before the show, you were talking about how you manifested two things <laughs> involving the Wizards. He did. You said way back when, you said Wes Unsell Jr. was going to be the new head coach of the Wizards. I did. There he is. And I don't know how in the world you got this right, but you said that they would select Corey Kispert. From Gonzaga in the draft, and I did. Bada boom, bada bing. Yeah, like, <laughs> call, call, called the called the coach about I think three months in advance before Scott yeah. Brooks was even let go, and then he called Kispert about three days before the draft. So, Stover, well, go ahead and say we're going to the ship, baby. Say it. <clears throat> well, we're not. we're not. We're definitely not. But I will you can't say give this: us that hope, Stoner. You can't give us. I that think hope. the I think the over under in Vegas is depending on what books you look at is around 33 and a half, 34 wins, thirty five, yeah. somewhere around there. I think they're going over that. I don't think they're flying over that. I don't think they're going into the mid forties or anything like right. that. I don't think they're that good, but I think they're going to battle for that. Like you said, Trev, seventh, eighth, ninth spot, the play in games. And that's just kind of what I think. I'm I'm not a wizard's whisper. I mean, literally it's not like I have sources that where I was tapping I know, into bro. about it, but I did call it. I did say Wes Unsell Jr. Like three months early. Twice. And then, and then, like three days before the draft, I said they're drafting Kispert. I, I'm, that's just the vibe I got. You called it yeah. again. I don't have any sources. I just that was just the well, vibe. I, I got lucky. Well, source. Speaking of sources, let's let's bring a source in here right now. It, it like, is yeah. time. It's uh, he might not it's have time. his sources, but uh, I'm pretty sure we, we this, now have uh, ours. this young lady does here. Let's welcome Karita Parks, Wizards reporter for SportsJourney.com and founder of Double Take Sports. This is Miss Karita Parks. Thanks for joining us here on Ref the District's Washington Wizards season preview. Oh, I unmuted her. She got, got <laughs> yep, there you go. Thanks for oh. having me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. 
So, uh, Karita, so what's this Double Take Sports thing you got going on? You're the CEO of that. Why don't you tell us a little bit what that is? Yeah, Double Take Sports is my um, online sports media company. Um, the platform, I use it to write articles that I believe kind of tell another side of the story. I do a lot of analysis for in my freelancing. So for sportsjourney.com, I also um, write for three-point conversion. So this is an opportunity for me to just, I have a PR background. So sometimes I feel like I see things from a little bit of a different perspective. So I like to use Double Tate Sports to write stories that kind of give a unique angle on some of the t sports topics going on. And also mm -hmm. we've been credentialed for Super Bowl and WNBA. So I nice. still do some analysis on that site as well. Very nice. And, and if Very you nice. need, uh, if you need some insiders, some reporters to go to any of these events, you got hey, three you know. guys right here on the side. <laughs> yeah. here. There it is. I yeah. will right there for you. That works for but me. You were talking about on Twitter just a little while ago that uh, you were in an event earlier today with, we were talking about prognostication, who I think is going to be the next president of the United States, Governor Larry Hogan from Maryland. What was that event about? Why were you over there talking with the, the gov? Yes, it was a grand opening for a, like I said, my background is in PR. So it was a grand opening for a research facility at Johns Hopkins. Mm. And so he was, the governor was there taking tours and um, he also spoke at the event, but getting some background on some of the research that's done there. In particular, they've done a lot with COVID and just some other areas of research. So kind of kind of the boring stuff, but hey, <laughs> hey PR is you, so. Exactly. Besides my journalistic endeavors. <laughs> Word. Well, let's talk about the Wizards right now. Let's do it. And and let's uh so what what's the feeling around we got the, there's a new coach in town, lots of new players. What's really the feeling there at, in the practices facility as they've been, you know, working at it out in preseason, getting these drills together and kind of learning each other? Yeah, there's a lot of upside, you know, mm -hmm. there's a feeling of this team can be good, but they also understand they have to find their way, right? They know that they're still building chemistry. They talked a lot in their preseason press conferences about finding chemistry with each other. So I think that that is the major, what they're really focused on right now is finding that chemistry, who's good at what, you know, what's the rotations going to be, also getting to know their new head coach. So there's a lot of newness, but also a lot of promise. And I think they all see that. Um, they have to buy into the system, but you know, they're getting there. So you said the word promise. Did you see anything that kind of showed that during the preseason this year, just from watching some of the games and some of the different lineups that were in there? So it's interesting, right, because they didn't win any of the preseason games. But from my perspective, I did feel like they got better mm -hmm. each game. And, it's, and in the last game, I mean, they were right there. They could have won that game. They put the bench mm -hmm. in. Um, they put the bench in, the Knicks had their uh, star players in. So, mm -hmm. you know, they could have definitely won that game otherwise, I believe. So just seeing them get better over the games, to me, that is something that everyone has to pay attention to because that's what it's about. If they were digressing, that would be an issue. But to see them actually getting better, I think is, like I said, promising. Mm -hmm. So, So let's talk about the the touchy subject that, that we don't want to really uh, we, we don't want to make light of the situation, okay. but uh, is 
in relation to the basketball team, the Wizards basketball team, what's going on with Rui? Why? Not necessarily why he was out. We don't need to know why he was out. But is this something that they're going to have to deal with the entire season of him possibly missing chunks of games? I hope not. We, you know, we don't know until the season starts, but, you know, with Rui, I think it was a lot, you know, a lot of change. You're coming into the NBA and yes, he, you know, now he's going into his third season, but Mm -hmm. there's been a lot, there's been COVID. He, he, Mm -hmm. you know, he came in young. Um, And I think that for some guys, they can't necessarily mentally handle all those changes. Um, you know, speaking two languages, he's had, he has to deal with the Japanese press and the English press. So mm-hmm. he has two press conferences that he has to that he has to worry about. So I think it might be a lot of pressure for someone his age and someone so young. But at the end of the day, you have to deal with it. However, if he's taking care of his mental and he might have some issues that we don't know about, it is hard to judge, right? I think mm-hmm. the team's been very patient with him. The coach sound the coach has been very patient with him. And I think we just have to wait and see on Rui. I do hope that it's not something that does linger into the season. But now he's a bit behind because he wasn't there mm-hmm. during the preseason and he needed those preseason reps. Right. He really did. Um, so hopefully we don't see this linger on into the season. Yeah, he's definitely one of the promising players for Washington Absolutely. these last couple of seasons, and you wanted to see more from him, and and hopefully they they will be able to see uh, more from him as he as he works his way back into some playing time. Uh, Bradley Beal is someone who we see a lot of, and uh, I think with this roster, it seems like it's deeper than he's had mm-hmm. uh, surrounding him in in years past. Uh, what's his season going to look like? Is this going to be another one of these kind of MVP seasons where he's putting up like 30 points, or is this going to be a little bit more mild because he doesn't have to do all of the work? That's a really good question. I think the nature of Bradley Beal, he's going to try to strive for an MVP Mm -hmm. season, but I do, to your point, he doesn't have to do all the work. He has more help now. They brought in Dinwiddie and he looks good. He looks like he Mm -hmm. has, um, healed well from his ACL injury. Um, There's some depth now Mm -hmm. to help Bradley Beal. So he doesn't have to do all the work and he can get some rest. So I think we're going to see a little bit of a milder season from him, but just the nature of Bradley Beal, he's going to want to play as many minutes as he can play, but Mm -hmm. it's nice to not have to play those minutes because you have no help. So this year, you know, you have that help. Very true. So with all the new pieces that were brought in this offseason, uh, barring no injury, where do you see the Wizards in the in the Eastern Conference this year? High upper, lower, wave bottom below? You know, if everybody gels together, where, where are the Wizards landing in the East? I can see them around maybe 10th, 9 or 10 in the East. I think it's going to take some time for them to find their rhythm. I, I believe in the middle, the middle of the season, we'll probably see them finally kind of gelling and coming together and taking off. I definitely think they have an opportunity to maybe shoot for the play-in. I don't think it's going to be an automatic, like, hey, they're in the playoffs, but they could be in another situation where they are fighting for a play-in spot to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Very nice. So Nathan up there at the top, Trevor <laughs> there in the middle. Uh-oh. They 
are not, they do not like Davis Bertans. Nah, dog, he's trash. This guy here, (laughs) this guy here, actually, likes Davis Bertans. Okay. Um, He struggled last year. There's no doubt. But he had some games where where he carried the team, where he hit seven three pointers, Mm -hmm. you know, and he had some really great, he was like seven of 11 from three. Who's just solve solve it for us? Who's right? Am I right or are these two guys over here right? Who, well, who is you, okay, so I think you're both right. Okay. And this is why I say that. And I'm not being politically correct, but I, right. this is why I say that, right? Because Davis, he is key. When he is hot, he is hot. And when he hits those threes, like you said, he has bailed the Wizards out in some times. He struggled last year. He had a lot of issues. He came in. He came into the season late, and there was COVID, and I just don't think he ever caught his rhythm. But at the same time, I see where Nathan and Trevor are coming from because when you are making as much money as Davis is making, Thank you. you need to show up every game, and nobody has a lot of patience for you struggling. So I think I think if Davis was on a contract that wasn't as, as much as it is, yeah. there wouldn't be so much focus on – well, you, you know, much. is he performing or is he not performing? But when oh. you get paid like that, you got to perform. Yeah, we can't have the more O for games, Stoner, <laughs> six fouls, yeah. bro. We can't. You, right. You don't, you you don't pay that price for that streaky of a shooter. Is, I hear you. But, but I'm not, a, I'm not a, <laughs> a, a guy who worries about contracts, unless those contracts mm-hmm. are prohibiting you from signing other guys. And that, I don't think that's the case, especially in the NBA. I mean, just look at the Golden State Warriors payroll. Look at the Lakers payroll. They'll pay whatever it takes or whatever guys will actually go there. But so Bertans, I mean, why are we so mad at him for making 16 million a year? He's, he's good. Maybe he's not $16 million worth, but what do you care what he may? I'm not saying you, Karina. I'm saying (laughs) why do we care how much money the guy makes? It's not stopping them from signing another free agent or, or re-signing Beal or anything like that. Wait a second, somebody. I think somebody's trying to call me out. Hold on. Uh, oh, you're reading that right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is from Sports Head on our YouTube. And when uh, Davis balls out, everyone needs to Trev not say anything. <laughs> Don't give him props, etc. So if they wasn't making the money, it would be okay. That's yeah. such a contradiction. It, no, it's exactly well, right. Okay, he wasn't was making that much money. Yeah, it was to me, not to me. I got you. It is. If he's not making that much money, then I would. We wouldn't care about the over stats and the six fouls. Like he's a bench end of the bench role player guy, but he's making a lot of money to where they could give somebody else with a better track record i think his averages ended up being fine but 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 the thing is and and we're we're talking about the deep rotation that the wizards have Uh the really really good teams have two or three star players the wizards only have one really bradley beal (laughs) who are the two or three players around him right now that can step up or maybe make that next step that may that takes Washington to that next level. You said who are the other ones around him? Yeah, who are the who are the current players on the roster that might be able to take that next step that you know we we already said that Washington you're Washington's looking like a 9 or 10 seed, but who are those you know who is going to be number 2 star or the third star that helps who who's bailing out Bradley if he has a bad game? Because if it's not Davis, because he's streaky and Rui is kind of having to work himself back in, there's there's no Westbrook this year. 
you know, Dinwiddie is coming back from this ACL injury. Uh, you know, I love the the extension uh, that was given out, to, but let's face it, that's not an offensive player that was that 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 got that extension. So, who is that second or third star that's really going to help the Washington Wizards be propelled as the season goes on? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would go. I mean, to your point, I think you know, star. There's not a lot of stars, but um, I think Howell Neto. People are not thinking about him, but he stepped up pretty big last season and helped Brad out and Westbrook out in a lot of cases. I think we're going to see him take another step this year. So I, I definitely think that we need to think about him as a possible option. Who? Who else? And that's it. And that, I mean, that's really Kyle Kuzma. Is he going to step up, or is he just going to be I mean, the same Kyle Kuzma I mean, that he's always been? Yeah. What'd you say about Kuzma, Trav? Is, is is Kuzma gonna try step in and help take that leadership role a little bit with Bradley Beal, or is he just? Gonna... See, I was I was considering Kuzma because I believe we're going to get a different version of Kyle Kuzma I think so too. in Washington because he doesn't have the pressure that you have when you're on a Lakers roster and it's about win now. Uh, I mean, it's kind of about win now here too, but not in the same sense of when you're with the Lakers, like you, you right. all get it. So I think yeah. we're going to see a different version of Kyle Kuzma. And I, I also think that he has the possibility to step up in that leader role too. We kind of, he was a little inconsistent in the preseason, but when he was consistent, you know, he was balling out. So mm -hmm. I think we'll see that a little more as the season progresses. Very nice. And, and to also ask this question that we we kind of ask everybody when we're talking about the Wizards, is Bradley Beal going to be here mm -hmm. in 22 and beyond? So your opinion. This time, I will say, I think it depends on how this season goes, in all honesty, because Bradley's been a mainstay and he's been through a lot of different teams since he decided to stay. This is the deepest I've seen the Wizards roster in a couple of seasons. So I think mm -hmm. that's definitely a thumbs up. But for me, I really think it depends on how this season goes. And if he really thinks that this team can win a championship mm -hmm. or get there in the next couple of seasons. But I think I personally think this is a make or break season for the Wizards as far as Bradley Bill and his decision to stay. Very nice. Because I mean, he's stayed. He's he's rode it out. So mm -hmm. it, it, you got to make a decision at some point. Yeah, he's yeah, ridden good. out worse teams. You know, some yeah. catastrophic seasons. Right. And he's had That's chances right. to go too, and he hasn't. Yeah, he doesn't well, gone. So how long are you going to really do that? Yeah. So well, ho hopefully this season shows a lot of promise. I don't know yeah, if a ninth or tenth seed, tenth seed, is going to so, be yeah, enough. I mean, that's I where I am more. now. I don't. I don't think they're going to make such a huge, you know, yeah, leap. But I have one more for you. So, what would this season? What would have to happen this season in order to get some more free agents to start looking Washington's way to be like that's a possible good place for me to play? What would have to happen this season to draw some big name free agents to come and maybe help Bradley Beal if he decides to stay? Well, obviously winning. The yeah, besides, <laughs> besides the obvious championship, but like being realistic. They definitely like will have to get like more W's. Yeah. Um, yeah, they definitely have to get more W's. I think if they make the playoffs, not having to, you know, go through the whole play-in scenario, 
I think that that'll have people looking our way. I also mm-hmm. think it depends on uh, Coach Unsell Jr. Mm-hmm. and how how people may see him moving this team forward. It, you know, if they see that he's a good coach and he's really developing this team, mm-hmm. I think that, that that will also have people looking um, Washington's way as well. But I think if Washington can just make it to the playoffs, skipping the play-in. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, like I said, if Coach Unsell Jr. is showing upside with this team and, mm-hmm. you know, I think if people can, if if they start to really ball out and gel and look like a good team, I definitely think, you know, other free agents will start looking Washington's way. Very nice. One one can hope. Or Hopefully, the, there are good yeah, 50, 50 win seasons yeah, in the future yeah, for Washington. I'm nice. optimistic about them, though. I, I I do. There's. A, I will say the um, Kuzma, um, Caldwell Pope, the guys that came in from the Lakers. They bring yeah. a different kind of focus I mean, when they're in their press conferences. They're all business. They have personality, but it's just a different energy that they definitely bring to the team. Very like nice. they're focused, very focused. Good. I'm excited. Karita got me hyped. I know, right? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Now, Let's don't play bring it. me on mid-season like Karita. What happened? <laughs> no, nah, we're definitely going to do that. We're, We're definitely, definitely bringing it on. Hopefully, it's it. not going to be what happened. Hopefully, it's right, going to be right. hey, hey, let's we'll everything's going good right. Stuff, good stuff. They traded Bradley Beal. What? Karina, <laughs> yeah. you promised they wouldn't trade him. Yeah, no joke. Well, we do appreciate you jumping on here with us. Yeah. This is Miss Karita Parks. She's a Wizards reporter for SportsJourney.com and founder of Double Take Sports. Thank you again for joining us here on Ref District's Washington Wizards season preview. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Karina. See you. Bye. All right, we got the comments are jumping. Let's get to these comment sections. I'll give the guys their equal space here. Not gonna. uh, Let's see here. So we got uh, Joseph uh, Cobb saying that it's gonna be Trez Kuzman and Dinwiddie that are all gonna step up. uh, Talking when we're talking about the the big the big three, you know, what's surrounding. when we're on the Bertans talk, Cam Mingo, even though I like Bertans, but with Gafford getting his money, Bertans mm-hmm. is likely going to get traded this season. That's a good I, point. I do think I do think Bertans is a likely trade target. The problem is, yeah. what are you going to get in return if he Nothing. doesn't play? The same thing he gave well? us. <laughs> yeah, but but it's Nothing. it's going to be difficult. But Sportshead, Sportshead sounds like a big Bertans guy. I think because <sighs> who, uh, who would you give he, that money to? Tell me who's and, going to and, give you a better stat line. Yeah, in reference to Davis, you know, Davis Bertans, you know, who are you going to be giving that money to? I, and this is one thing that I that I have arguments with Stoner all the time when it comes to the Bertans <laughs> situation. I don't like him because he's a streaky shooter, and I see those those O for games. I see those one for five games. But then he has these games where he's seven for seven, or or he's like seven for nine, and he's mm-hmm. just absolutely lights out. And then so in the season, he ended up being, I think it was a 38 or somewhere around there percentage shooter from, from, uh, from three. So respectable, you know, maybe not as much money as they gave him. You got to go. You just hope you want to see that a little bit more with, you know, you want to see that percentage point. They got to go on a regular basis. Not so streaky. He's going, Uh, he's going to prove you wrong. I'm, I hope he does. I really mm-hmm. hope he does. Because if he, if he proves us wrong, that. That, that means oh. 
that, that may I, I'm good with that. Let's let's do that. Uh, Dinwiddie can be that guy. Sportshead's putting his money down on uh, on Dinwin, Dinwiddie being the yeah, uh, the the backup sure. uh, or the number two star to Beal. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, points out that before his injury, averaged 22 points per game. Um, Rui averages yeah. 13 points per game. That's that's one here. I was really hoping that he would have a good season. You know, like mentioned yeah. third year. You know, kind of trying Just to make progress. that leap. You saw yeah. it, right? You saw you saw it's that good last happen. season. It could, yeah. You happen. saw it. You saw it at the really at the end of the year, especially and, yeah. and even into the playoffs. He played really well. I think one of the games he had twenty four points, something like that. One of the yeah. playoff games, he he was getting aggressive. And now he he's was, got his his buddy Kispert there with him to help yeah. out a little bit too. So, ho- so hopefully this is just something he's going through that he works yeah. through it, and that he, yeah. the time off that he took is going to help him to, you know, get to where he needs to be. Very true. And uh, sports heads also saying Bradley Beal <laughs> isn't leaving. Ten years in, thirty million under the cap, and the Wiz gets to the second round. There, uh, that's high hopes. That's high that's hopes. High hopes there bro. Sports you know heads, high hopes. Needs? That that so, is high hopes. High but, hopes. High hopes. I agree. But, if, if I'll say this, I, I agree with him. I agree with sports heads. Them rather. Uh, if Wizards make it to the second round, Bradley Beal absolutely signs the extension. Yeah. If they make it to the second round, absolutely. My mm. worry for for the Wizards is a ninth or tenth seed. Yeah. Where they have to do the play in and they lose the play in. Yep. Then what you going to do? That to me, that, that to me, it's just like, did they show enough promise during the season to yeah. show? Did the did the team? Did the Washington tell you know show them enough, to, him <laughs> enough to be like, hey, stick with us, or is he going to go to somewhere else that has championship but, pedigree? But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I I always say about this, and Nathan and I have been talking about this all the ways probably from the very first episode when we when we started That's PT right PT That's PT pre Trev but we're now AT we're after Trev uh, <laughs> but we're 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 thinking like we're trying to get in Bradley Beal's head he has never ever ever once given any inkling that he wanted yep. he that he wants out he has never said that and we all we all think well if that was me if our team is not winning, I need to go somewhere else. Well, you don't know that because he's never said that. He's right. never hinted at that. Even in the right. offseason when all these rumors came out that he's thinking about considering whether or not he's going <laughs> to sign a contract. How do you think about considering? Yeah, something? exactly. So that's not saying anything. But we we just don't know because he's never he's never said anything in this direction. No. He's always said something in this direction. But what, Why what do all of a sudden do? we think he's going to go this direction? Ben Simmons. What players tell you, oh, I want to leave? You even yeah. see Simmons. this in, in Washington Ben Simmons, team, Russell right? Westbrook, LeBron yeah, James. No, 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 well, don't you dare bring Uh-oh. Brody into this because Why? He he wanted damn to leave. well Brody has never sat there and said, I I want to be traded or anything like that. Don't you bring so that in? So are you telling me that it was trash? And he, he maybe definitely... maybe it wasn't public, but he probably went behind yes. the doors and said, "I want to be traded, bro. That's, I want to go I, back." I home. will give you the I will give you the quotes on that. Yes, he did do that. Where? He, he did, did do absolutely that. do that. Where? You think the Wizards just traded him for the hell of it? <laughs> yeah, no, they traded yeah, him why, because he wanted no. to be traded. To L.A. and then exactly. you ask Bradley Beal, bro, you you want to come to L.A. with me? And exactly. Bradley was like, no. 
Yes. Come on. He they did think... ask to be traded. So Brody wanted to get the hell up out of there because all he was accomplishing was triple doubles. And he saw that they weren't going anywhere with just him and Bradley Beal. And, so he, he left. And, and you obviously have a better chance to win when you got yeah. LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your squad, yeah. too. Yeah. For sure. It's a much better chance than <laughs> I think Bradley Beal and Thomas Bryant. You know, it at the time, win-win situation. I, I yeah. for I, I really do think that was a win-win situation for Westbrook and for Wizards. I, yeah. I do. I'm a big Westbrook guy. We know that I, I you know, mm-hmm. nice born in Oklahoma, so I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder guy. Uh, the only time used I, to be. I used to be. I, I'm a Wizards guy as well now. I, that, hey, you can thank you can thank thank Westbrook for making that transition happen. Uh, when when Thunder come to town, that's where my loyalty gets troubled. All right, I put that up there just because you know as it says, Amen Stoner. Yeah, Amen Stoner. That's the, you yeah. didn't read the rest of it. You no, I didn't. Oh, you, I didn't. You could have said all kinds of bad stuff, but read, read the I rest of it. Put though. that up there. So it says his roots are planted. If he really wanted out, he would have already been gone. Is yeah. it too far fetched to think in today's sports era, someone actually is loyal? And that's him. So and, far. and so far, he has never said anything in the contrary. So, yeah. or to the contrary. So, I don't know why we all think that all of a sudden he's going to change just because they're losing. He's been here 10 years. He's seen nothing but losing. <laughs> yeah. So, why why is this year like the year? Well, that's all, he can still he sign for more money now. here. They, he can still sign for more money here than he can anywhere else. Now, they can do a sign and trade. But still, now we getting still. Yeah. He can sign for more money here than anywhere else. So he's staying. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring in our our friend of the show, Chase Hughes, and see what, what up, he Chase? has to say. A warm welcome here to NBC Sports Washington's Chase Hughes. Thanks for joining us here on Ref the District's yes, sir. preview of the Washington Wizards season. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, looking forward to what should be kind of a normal season. At least there's 82 games. There you That's go. True. That's true. That's true. Very true. It is a uh, it is a very exciting season for Wizards fans as Scott Brooks is no longer the head coach and we have Wes Unsell Jr. And a lot of excitement there, at least with kind of new beginnings. It is like I mentioned just before here. It's kind of Christmas Eve for for you. You got a big day tomorrow. Lots of uh, you know opening day for for NBA. Unpackaging the new coach. What are we expecting this year with Wes Unseld Jr.? Well, the hope is a lot of defensive structure and a team that has a lot of uh, capable defenders, kind of putting it all together. Now we haven't really seen that so far in the preseason. They had the worst mm-hmm. defensive rating of any team. They allowed opponents to shoot like forty three percent from three which was also dead last in the league. But over time, you're hoping that uh, it's a very different story because he's come over from Denver where he was associate head coach, got a lot of praise for his defensive work there with a Mm -hmm. roster that didn't have a rim protector like Daniel Gafford. So I think that's what you're looking for over time. But I think Wizards fans are really just going to like Wes Unsell Jr. When you hear him in press conferences, he's really, really smart. Uh, The way he breaks down the game, the terminology he uses, he's teaching us uh, members of the media more and more about the game uh, every day. And and I think anyone who's a student of the game of basketball will appreciate the approach he takes. Very nice. So uh, Chase, with all the offseason moves this year, the Wizards made, you know, bringing in Kuzma, Trez Harrell, Spencer Dinwiddie to, to pair with Bradley Beal. Do you think that it's going to take the entire season for them to gel? Because I know they've mentioned in the preseason that 
they see some things they've liked, they see some things they need to work on. With all the talent they have, is it going to take a long time? Like I said, the whole season to, to gel, or is it going to take half a season or or what? How long? Well, ho- hopefully not an entire season, uh, because <laughs> yeah. you know if, if things know. are going if things are going poorly and Bradley Beal hasn't signed his contract extension, then uh, things could get really interesting heading up to the trade deadline. But I do think it's going to take some time. I really appreciate Kyle Kuzma's honesty. He was on the broadcast talking to Chris Miller mm-hmm. and said, look, it's not going to happen day one. It, it might be mm-hmm. 10 games. It might be 20 games. And that's a quarter of a season. Um, I, I do think that the, ultimately they have enough talent to make the playoffs and put it all together. Um, certainly they hope to get off to a better start than they have in recent years. You know, Last year they were 0-5 and then 2-8 and uh, to start with their first 10 games. They have not had a winning record after the first 10 games. And I think it's been five years. So it's been kind of a trademark of this team to start slow. And now you've got all these new players, you've got a new coaching staff. Uh, It's definitely not going to be easy to put it all together immediately, but I I certainly hope by, you know, the 20 game mark, uh, then they're starting to show the signs of a consistently competitive team, which is, I I think is going to be the biggest upshot of the moves that they made over the off season. They have a lot of veterans, they have a lot of depth and they have a lot of defenders this seesaw playing up to your opponent, down to your opponent, I think those days are going to be in the past. Very good. Well, Chase, you kind of mentioned that there at the beginning of your answer, and it's kind of elephant in the room, right, which is Bradley Beal's extension. Is he going to sign it? Is he not going to sign it? We've been talking about this for years, really, for the last few years. And for me, I've never heard him ever say not one time that he's ever wanted to leave. But does this season really make or break whether or not he's going to want to leave and not sign that contract? Well, the offer's on the table. If he were to sign it soon, then that would change things. But until he does, or if he doesn't, then absolutely this is a different circumstance. It's all been in theory to this point. Like, okay, you, you want to sign Bradley Beal, or maybe you got to trade him, or maybe you, you risk losing him for nothing in free agency. And right now, that that prospect is growing more and more realistic. I mean, he himself on Media Day, I asked him about the contract offer, and he said, well, there's no rush. I have all year to sign it. Well, in his mind, there's no rush, and it may behoove him to not sign it immediately because he can put some pressure on the front office. He can see how everything comes together to start the year. But it is going to put a ton of pressure on the Wizards if several months pass by and they don't have a deal with him because he's a really good player, and you know the trade value is dropping. So if even if you trade him at the trade deadline, you're going to get far less than you would have this past offseason or a year before that if you had traded him. So it's going to definitely arrive at decision time. Um, right now, I would expect him to at least take a wait and see approach for a little while longer. You know, he set himself up with his last contract to get to next offseason, which will be 10 years of service. So this was kind of the plan all along. And talking to a member of the Wizards front office the other night, you know, they kind of described the contract offer as more of a formality. Like it was a gesture that they they wanted to do, they felt was right. But they also said, let's be a real, realistic. He can make a lot more money if he waits. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, let's talk about the man who did sign an extension. <laughs> yeah. That's Daniel Gafford. You mentioned him as a rim stopper. And some people even credit par- the, you know, partially at least for the turnaround for Wizards season last year. You know, how important will he be for this season? Is he going to get a larger role? Because he did kind of have a bit of a a minutes restriction. uh, And part of that was his conditioning. Is this going to be increased this year? Yeah, absolutely. He's going to have a huge role for the team. He's the projected starting center on opening night. Tommy Shepard, the GM, proclaimed that going into the year. 
And he looked even better in the preseason. Like this guy was amazing last year. The Wizards got him mm-hmm. at the trade deadline. He played 23 games and they won 17 of them. And they had already mm-hmm. kind of turned the tide a little bit to, to go from one of the worst defenses in the NBA to about league average. With him, they were legitimately a top five, top 10 defense. Um, best rim protector they've had in a long time. He only played 17 minutes a game last year, but was giving them about two blocks a game, 10 points, scoring efficiently. And then you look at him in the preseason, it's the preseason, it's only four games, but he's rebounding way better. He's averaging even more blocks. He's only 23, so I think they're banking on him getting a lot better, and they signed him to a contract uh, that could look like a bargain a few years from now. You know, he's got two years left on his current deal at about $3.7 million total combined those two years. He'll make another $40 million over the next three years. He'll be here through his age 27 season. If he turns into the player that they think he can be, um, that could be one of the biggest steel team-friendly contracts in the league because um, he's super athletic, he's smart, he's very driven to succeed, he's got a high motor on the floor, on the court. I think there's every reason in the world to believe that he's going to continue to get better, and the Wizards have made sure that when he does get better and, and whenever he reaches his peak, whatever that peak is, it's going to be in a Wizards uniform. Chase, uh, kind of segueing from the center position, are we going to see Thomas Bryant at all this year on the floor? And how far is he in his rehab and development to getting back healthy? Yeah, we'll see him on the floor probably. Uh, the, the way they describe it is sometime in December. So I don't know if that means early December, mid-December, late December right. or not. Uh, he had his surgery in February. It was a partially torn ACL. Um, but, you know, he's going into a contract year. I think he has every reason to play it safe. The Wizards have every reason to play it safe. And obviously a lot has been made about them having three centers, and maybe that's a logjam. Well, right now they absolutely need both Daniel Gafford and Montrezl Harrell because Thomas Bryant Bryant will be playing for two months. And when he comes back, I think they're going to need what he he provides, which is three-point shooting and efficient scoring around the rim. You know, they were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in basketball last year. And I think a big mm-hmm. reason was because he got hurt, because he's a 40% three-point shooter at the center position, which is pretty rare, even in this day and age. Yeah. So if he can come back and be that guy, um, given he does what was arguably their biggest weakness last year, I think he'll find his way to the floor. But certainly, it's not going to be easy finding minutes for three different centers. And that's and, funny. Sorry, Stunner, one more. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's, go funny you said, you said, it's funny you said weakness, because my next question real fast is, I know it's preseason, but what do you think – is the team's Achilles heel this season? I mean, I mean, you mentioned defense is really bad too, but is there anything more specific to go along with that or is the offensive side of the ball? Or Right now, I think I would highlight two areas that might be related, and one of them is rebounding. Uh, this team mm. was not very good rebounding just two years ago. There were a bottom, uh, I think they were bottom third in the league in just about every rebounding category. The same thing the year before is like ever since March and Gortat left, they had mm. trouble replacing that. Of course, Dwight Howard is mm. here. And then uh, he got hurt. He only played nine games, and that season was a disaster. It, it led to the to their GM losing his job. So rebounding was like a major problem. I think it was one of the biggest reasons why their defense struggled. Well, last year they were pretty good at rebounding, and they had a guy named Russell Westbrook who grabbed about yeah. 11 and a half rebounds a game. And say what you want about the guy. He's a flawed player. He's not very efficient. He's one of the best rebounders in the league, and he's probably the best rebounder at his position in NBA history. So they had him. 11 and a half rebounds a game, by far the best rebounder on the team last year. The second guy that, that came back would be Thomas Bryant. He averaged about six rebounds a game. So yeah. they don't have very many big rebounders. <laughs> and they also had Robin Lopez, who's one of the best players right. in the league at boxing out. Alex Lynn, per 36, was a pretty good rebounder. So rebounding worries me. And then also, and this is related, like I said, 
I think they're going to have a problem with size at the center position and in their front court yeah. at times. Yes. Their, their biggest player is 6'10", and the guys that are 6'10", yeah. Thomas Bryant, Daniel Gafford, uh, and, and Kyle Kuzma, they're not like super jacked either. You know, they're no. not like Isaiah Stewart in Detroit. So, mm. like, just for example, like when they play the Nets, Kevin Durant's going to be the tallest player on the floor. And when you play teams like the Bucks, the Sixers, <laughs> and the Nuggets, who have Giannis, Embiid, and, and Jokic, yeah. like those yeah, guys bro. are going to have, are all, they're going to be by far the biggest player on the court. And they're already going to be the best player on the court. So, uh, you're going to have your hands full. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wizards by midseason are like, all right, we got to get some size at the deadline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and who's that kid in um in Toronto that was in Miami last year? The Prince uh or or oh, Precious yeah. uh, Precious, Precious uh, yeah. Yeah. He was Achua. killing him in that preseason game yeah. on the board. Yeah, so, was, and that's yeah. that's the kind of guy that's gonna give him trouble. But looking at the overall roster, you've got if you include Thomas Bryant, you've got what I think is 13 NBA or, or guys who deserve NBA minutes. Is that a good thing? that you have 13 guys or would you rather have nine or 10 guys who are going to give you NBA minutes every night? I think it's a good thing because the wizards need to protect themselves against injuries. Uh, Injuries Mm. always happen in the NBA and they seem to happen way worse to the wizards than any other team. Uh, You know, it's the Washington sports thing, honestly. Right, right. (laughs) I know it's like maybe it's the humidity or something, but it's, it's something about, uh, you got to you got to protect against injuries. And last year, the Wizards mm. didn't have the most injuries. But actually, if you look at like um, how uh, some some websites have tried to kind of conceptualize how much injuries hurt each team, Thomas Bryant was the most significant injury that wow. any team had last year because he missed wow. a lot of games. And, you know, just based on like player value metrics, uh, he was a lot better than the guys that they replaced him with, of course, until they got Daniel Gafford. So I think they're better suited to withstand injuries and injuries are also probably likely going to take care of that little problem we're all talking about where it's like, oh, how many, how can you play all these wings? Yeah. Well, all it's going to take is one or two injuries and everything will fall into place. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I think you got to expect that injuries will happen. And the Wizards, I think, are probably really well protected uh, against at least, you know, maybe you lose two or three guys, you can still keep things afloat. If, if half their roster gets injured, obviously they'll still have problems. But this is going to be a war of attrition just like every nba season is and that's why i think they're pretty well built for the regular season and that's why i think they're a playoff team all right well we talked about weaknesses let's talk about strengths how are the washington wizards going to win games Mm -hmm. i think defense will eventually be a strength um they've got a lot of personnel that can help on that end of the floor um i think they've got a lot of depth defensively daniel gafford is a really good rim protector uh, I think they got better on the wing with Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope and Kyle mm-hmm. Kuzma. I think Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, as long as his ACL uh, injury is healed to the point where he can move laterally, I think he's going to be a plus at the point guard position defensively. You know, uh, in comparison to the guys that he's replaced, like John Wall and Russell Westbrook, he's really big. He's like six five, six six. He's very built. Yeah, he's a smart he's player. Long. Yeah, so I, I think uh, Bradley Beal is probably not going to have to do nearly as much as he had to do in the past because he'll be on the court a lot of the times with four guys who can defend. Their entire point guard rotation can defend. Spencer Dinwiddie, Aaron Holiday, and Hollow Neto. Um, mm-hmm. So certainly not every single player on their roster can defend, but enough where if you have the right coaching staff, and that's Wes Unsell Jr.'s reputation, you can put together a structure that will help you uh, in that regard. Shooting, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about how they improved with their shooting. Um, 
three-point shooting, I think they're they're probably still going to be about a league average team. But I, I would think that defense and depth are going to be strengths for them. And, you know, if you can build a good defensive structure and space the floor, then I think Bradley Beal scoring will provide even more value than it has in the past because maybe you get to a point where he's more refreshed at the end of games and his his baskets can be the separators between wins and losses. So you mentioned playoff team like a couple of times already. Are you saying playoff team as in play-in tournament to get in the playoffs or are they going to have a definitive seed and not have to worry about that? No, I, mean, I think they'll be like the eight seed or maybe the seven seed and got to play through the play-in tournament. We saw last year the power of getting that eight seed. You only got to win one game and you're in. You can yeah. technically lose one and you're still alive. I don't think they're going to have to get into the playoffs as the ninth or tenth seed. I think they'll be in that top eight. I don't think they can get into the top six, though. I think it's going to be really difficult because the Eastern Conference is probably the deepest it's been in quite a while. I think you're going to have to win 40, 41 games to get that eight seed. But I think they can do it. I, I think the Wizards are are very well built for the regular season because of their depth. I think once you get to the postseason, then you might see that there's a pretty big gap between them and the top teams because they've got one star and a lot of these teams have two or three of them. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. Well, we'll have to have you back on when that gets closer. We want to yes. appreciate Chase Hughes here for joining us on Ref the District's Washington Wizards <laughs> preview of the season. He comes from NBC Sports Washington. Thank you, Chase, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chase. Absolutely. Hopefully this goes better than the uh, Washington football season. (laughs) Oh, my God, bro. We're leaving that in, Chase. We're leaving that in. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm a fan of the the Washington football team, so I'm suffering with the rest of you. Well, we have to hope that uh, this season definitely goes better for the Washington Wizards than it's going for the Washington football team up to Bro, this point. I bet Gavin's soccer team is having a better season than our football team right now. <laughs> and that's no shade to Gavin. I'm just saying he's eight years old. So like I told him <laughs> eight or nine, whatever the hell he is. Yeah. The, uh, before I get, before Uh-oh. we move on to what we think is going to happen for the season, because we yeah. need to get there. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need yeah. to, you know, set the record straight here on a couple things. Uh oh. My guys came right, after. Uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to put Trevor in that. Trevor, Trevor just kind of. No, you can put me in the back, back. Okay. You, you, you're going to, you're going to go, you're going to stick with Stoner on this? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want you to catch some of this. I didn't want you to catch some of the shrapnel. Nah, you're right. You're right. Let me sit back a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> I was about to say, Stoner was the one who doubled down and trying to yep. try to take my man Russell Westbrook out and saying that he wanted out of Washington, yep. which, according to the GM Tommy Shepard, was never the case. Do you want to? Do would you care to read the quote? Can you? Is there a way? To would you I really like have to, to make sure the record okay. is straight on that. Shepard okay. said in an interview okay. with NBC Sports Washington, Chris Miller. Russell actually never asked to move on. He just said, if I can get to the Lakers, that'd be something I would love to do. If not, I'll be back here. He didn't ask for a trade. They approached him. That's That's what you call. That is such a spin quote (laughs) to make Russell Westbrook look good. Yes, he definitely. If I can go to the Lakers, that'd be great. But I'm not asking for a trade. No. Oh, yeah. He said he would love to be back. They offered him to trade him to the Clippers, and he was like, hell no. He was just like, no, I'll stay here. I'll stay here. Honey, I want to go to the Washington. trade. What it was, what you're trying to (laughs) – stop trying to take down my man, all right? No, I want to hear this. I have no problem with him asking for a trade. 
I don't, I don't have any problem with that. Well, he's not, what's the hey, honey you're making it seem like he's out here being Ben Simmons like. Oh, and he's not. He's he. No. What he. What is happening is this is, a, this is a this is a, this is an MVP player. <laughs> this is an All Star player, and this is GM's understanding. Like, hey, like we need to get value out of you. We're and they're going to him because you. I know you want to bring up Oklahoma City. He never asked to be traded out of Oklahoma City. Sam Presti realized <laughs> they were about to hit rebuilding mode, and we're like, hey. I realize you don't want to be here with a bunch of 18 and 19 year olds and we're going to send you elsewhere. He might've asked to get traded out of Houston. I'll give you that one. Although the article that you shared was Uh presumptive at best. That was not a great, great resource for your argument. Let's not try talking like Westbrook was, was being, you know, demanding anything. He, he was approached by Tommy Shepard. And Tommy Shepard's like, hey, would you want to would you want to leave? Tommy's just, and and Westbrook was just like, I'd go to the Lakers. And Tommy's just like, well, how about the Clippers? And he's like, fuck that. Pardon my language, kids. <laughs> Gonna get in trouble for that one. Uh, said bump that. And uh, bananas that. Bananas that one. And uh, too yeah, late. Definitely, definitely get in trouble for that one. And and he said he would have stayed with the Wizards, but they worked it out the trade for for the Lakers, which we all agree seems like it might work out for the Wizards because now they have depth. This is a roster that looks like it's deeper than it has been in years. You have Karita, who thinks nine or tenth seed. Mm -hmm. You have Chase, who thinks that this might be the eighth seed. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't willing to go too much higher than that. Where do you guys feel like the season's going to end? Well, well, hang on. He gets to go on this whole. I know, thing right? And doesn't yeah, give us a chance to respond. You see no, that? He you can respond right. elsewhere. Quick, We're talking about. He led. Okay, he Adrian. Uh-huh. Uh, Woj bomb yeah, over here, here said yeah. that Russell Westbrook <laughs> wanted out of OKC, and Paul George beat him to the punch. Okay, that's all. I rest my case on that. Yeah. Rest okay. your case. Uh, so, again, one of us actually, one? you know, is a de- what, what, you know diehard fan. Actually, in and out was w- which means what quarters and de- yeah. Which I actually followed. I'm not just. I'm not just going to 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 the 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 national reporters and getting whatever uh, okay, highlights. You know, the people that everybody goes to for inside yeah. information. Pretty no, much. You want inside information, you go to people like Chase, you go to the Caritas, right? You go to the ones yeah, who actually sure. are, are the beat reporters. Yeah, okay. Sure. That's what I did. I agree with that. Okay. But, uh, any, but anyway, you. but you're an Back apologist. Off and, see, Back and off Brody. Defender no matter what. But anyway, all right. So let's talk about <laughs> this upcoming defender. season and what we think. We okay. talked about it a little bit. Their over-under is right around 33 and a half, 34, 30, somewhere in that area. I think they go all over right. that. I don't think they go much over that. Yeah. They are a good team. They are mm-hmm. not a great team. I think they're better than the Knicks. I think they're better than even Atlanta. I think they're when we're talking about playoff teams that were ahead of them last year. I don't and know. That's bro. probably about it. I think Boston's better than them. Oh. Um, and who Boston was the seventh seed, right? So yeah. So they're right there. They're going to be right there. Eight, nine, ten, whatever. They're going to be in a playoff game, really, a play-in game. I hope. Uh, right for sure. I think for sure they're going to be in somewhere in that range. They're not terrible. They're not great, but it's going to be an exciting season. It's they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, kind of like last year. They were fun to watch last year with with Westbrook. No yeah. doubt that he he brought so much energy. 
and just so so many uh, highlight plays and Beal was scoring. I think Beal's scoring is going to go down because he has a better support system. But I think they're just going to be an it's average. It's also team. harder to go up. That guy, that man, was averaging quite yeah. a bit a game. Oh so, yeah. I mean, well, I'll tell you. I think, man, I don't know. I think they are going to be a play-in, playoff team, too, as well. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's going to take some time for all these brand-new pieces to gel. And luckily, they have 82 games, but the East is so competitive and and better this year. It's going to be hard. Like like you, you mentioned the Hawks and the and the Knicks and stuff, but they've all been playing together for the past two, three years, at least the, the mm-hmm. core. They have a core. For sure. We don't have a core, we don't have a core yet. We just have Bradley Beal. I mean, on paper, we you're should right, be able right. to do that, but I don't know. And the game oh, is on the background for me right now. Nets and, and Bucks and Milwaukee. Oh, I mean, they can't crazy. touch those two teams. So, yeah. So, I think they'll they'll be right where the Hawks were last year, I think. We have a chance well, I mean, the Hawks, the Hawks were like a four seed. Like fourth seed. They, yeah, they I got know. all that, the way to the fourth seed. You never five, know, bro. Yeah, it's like like – like you said, Trey Young was the star, and he just had role players that did their role and got mm-hmm. up to where they needed to and go. Did it so very I think well. if, yeah, so if Bradley Beal is the star, and then KCP, Kispert, Dinwiddie, all the players they brought in are role players, they have a chance to do something special like the Hawks did like last year. So you never know. But realistically, as of right yeah. now today, they are a play-in playoff team. Yeah, I, I I agree with you too. I, I'm thinking about 41, 42 wins yeah. on, on the season. Uh, I'd love to see more. It really hinges on those those other players, right? Who who's going to step up? Is it going to be Spencer Dinwiddie? You know, right. is it going to be is Rui's health and 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 abilities going to is he going to grow in his third season? Mm-hmm. Are you going to get enough out of Kispert? Is mm-hmm. Bertans going to play up to his contract? You know, you, these are the questions that need to be answered uh, across the board. And, and sports heads brings up there's injuries going to be across the, the, yeah. the league. You never know how it's going to, how it's going to hit. And to be fair, that could happen to, to Washington. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, as, yeah. as much make as trades, you know, you know, we don't like to talk about injuries on two thirds on the top half of this podcast. Yeah. We don't, we don't like do to that. talk about injuries. Now that bottom third, <laughs> That bottom mm-hmm. third here, he is okay bringing up injuries. Listen to him. I don't care. I mean, I mean, Beal could very easily blow out his. Stop knees. it! <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was he coming. Could. I knew it was coming. I, I mean, set him up for it. I knew it, it was coming. By me saying it has no impact on whether or not it's actually going to happen. Okay. I don't know if you <laughs> forgot about what we said at the beginning of the show, but you've manifested two things for the Wizards this season, which obviously means you have some kind of power and pull, <laughs> and you just put the injury bug on Bradley Beal. Well, every, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Wizards are not making the playoffs at all because Bradley Beal is going to – yeah. Nah, it's well, just, you, know they're, you know they're not beating Brooklyn, right? No. Or the Sixers or no. Milwaukee. No. Um, or, or give, Atlanta. Give or Miami. Oh, Miami. They're, yeah. Yes. They're not, they're not beating them. So that's already four teams ahead of them. And right. then the last year, the teams that Hawks, were ahead of them were Knicks. in, Le- yeah, the Hawks, Knicks, Charlotte. I mean, I'm right. Charlotte's right Orlando. there. Tor- Toronto, Indiana. So, yeah. So, right. So all those teams are improving better. too. It's not like yeah. we're the only yeah. team that got better. It's a long season. So it's a long it games. Yeah. We're going to keep track of it. We'll be yeah. back for our Wednesday shows. Uh, so wait. Wednesday tomorrow. What's that? We wow. haven't even talked. They play tomorrow. We haven't even talked about it. It's the okay. first game is tomorrow against right. the Raptors without Rui. What's going to happen? Are we winning on the road? Or are yes. we taking the L? 
No, well, they'll we win. We actually didn't ask Curry or Chase that. I, I, oh. We messed up there. We should have talked to them about tomorrow's game. Yeah, we they're winning. Toronto is not tomorrow. that good. Toronto's not that good. We're winning I mean, tomorrow. they've lost Lowry. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got some nice young pieces as well, but especially that dude who just killed them last year, Gary Trent Jr. He's a heck of a player, a heck of a shooter, but they don't have enough Siakam. to hang with. Uh, yeah, and they got Siakam still. And of course, the one I talked about was uh, Precious Achua. He yeah. really showed out in the preseason. He's a young guy as well. Mm-hmm. They have some young talent. I don't think they can hang with the Wizards. So no, Wizards right, win yeah. tomorrow. Let's go. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Wizards tomorrow as well. I think that Karita talked about it. Right? They've been improving. You know, they didn't win anything in the preseason. Preseason doesn't matter though. The the last preseason go- game though, the starters played most of it. You got the bench mm-hmm. players in against starters, and that's where the game kind of got out of hand. Now I, I think I think you you play the full four quarters. I think they take down Toronto tomorrow. And I know we're going a little hour real quick, but I, you said that uh, you kind of evaded or alluded to the bench. You said the starters were brought. I mean, the bench came in, the starters kept playing. We lost. Do you really think the Wizards have a a deepest bench as people think we do? I do. Really? You really I, do? I do like their bench, especially compared to the last. Couple of years. Last they, they do yeah. have a bench, but well, look, be no bench gonna... can hang with another team's starters. You got Derrick Rose, the former MVP, who was playing out of his mind. Julius Randle, who was a top five MVP last year, he was still playing. RJ Barrett was still in there. Somebody, I somebody on Twitter called him a dark horse MVP candidate. Which yeah, I, I saw crazy. that. But it still, was, uh, we'll call him out. It was the beard. It was the beard. Who said <laughs> oh, was that. it the beard? Yeah, that's yeah. right. It was the beard. Right. Come <laughs> on, get out of beard. here. Shout out to the beard. Right now, but, but that's yeah, who yeah, they were. Authentic and we had today. like Kispert, and we had, you know, we had Neto, who's a, yeah. and I think it was Neto and Holiday were in the game at the same time. You know, there are guys that are not going to be in the fourth quarter of a close game. And what's good about it is that what's unselled did not see it as, oh, we have to win this game. So it right, look yeah. good. We're going to continue in getting our guys the minutes that they need and everything, get ready for the real season. Preseason means nothing. I'm just, so I'm that just was a good. little shaky on depending on Montrez Harrell being our, our center and Daniel. Daniel mm. Gafford's really good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I see him more of as a, a stretch four. I don't really see him as a, a certified center. Well, he's not a stretch I, four. because uh, I mean, when you say stretch, that means he can go out to the three-point line and hit. Yeah, he can't. He the stretch. No, he, he can't could. even hit 15 footers. He could. He dunks. I know. He dunks. And, and, <laughs> yeah, he, but, and he puts it back. Like, that's all he yeah, does. But, but, and then, but then, like, yeah. we don't have a true offensive threat down low, then, if that's the case. Unless, unless Bryant comes back healthy. He is an offensive threat, for sure. I, He's yeah. a stretch but, five. But they got to wait two months. So Yeah, I mean, right, right. Exactly. That's a You're long right. time. So, I really think they're still missing that true big man piece. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, hey, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see how the season progresses. Like I said, we'll keep track. This is Ref the District's Wizards season preview. We're going to keep up to date on all of our D.C. sports. We do that on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch channels. And you can catch us audio only on your favorite platform, whether or not that's Apple, Google, Spotify. What's Sorry, going on? Star looks grumpy. He's he said like, I look grumpy because I was I was focused on Nathan, man. I was like, what do you? He said Nathan the same thing like, at the end of the show. What are you focused on? These two, these two goons. Well, I tell you what, we're sponsored by Pacers Running. Make sure That's that right. if you, if you're not a runner, 
they will make you a runner. You can go yeah. out there, get yourself a nice pair of comfortable shoes because that's what you're missing. Pacers running, uh, sponsoring Ref the District. <laughs> and until next time, which is tomorrow, 7 p.m. Yes, sir. Be a fan. Be a fan. We love Washington, uh-huh, and we saw them die hard fans, yeah, we are. you know we keep it on 10, one, let's talk about two, the one, two, three, defense. let's go, and they gifted, we are ref the district, come on now and join us, join us. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.